river kingdoms, a constantly shifting group of city-states, kingdoms and fiefdoms, rising and falling through the machinations of would-be conquerors, wars, assassinations, games of politics, and dangerous monsters. South of Brevois sits the Stolen Lands. Stolen from what and when are a matter of some debate. Currently overrun by bandits and monsters. Brevois seeks to aid in the establishment of new kingdoms, buffer states, run by anyone strong enough and clever enough to carve a kingdom out of the savage wilderness. Caelan Thorne, the mercenary who would be king, believes he is that man. Herein lies his tale of wilderness exploration, monsters, politics, romantic entanglements, ancient gods, and war. Heavy indeed is the head that wears the crown. Sugarfueled Gamers, in association with RPGMP3.com, present Kingmaker, a Paizo Adventure Path. A word to our listeners. This game is often interrupted. Whenever this happens, you'll hear our editor's tone. To let you know when a segment of recording has been removed until we resume gaming. Episode 21. So, when last we left you then, Caelan had killed a city-sized owlbear. Yes, which is hard. And difficult and painful and all of those things. But in all fairness, not actually harder than it looks. <laughs> it's, it's exactly as hard as it looks. No, no, when I saw the thing coming at me, I knew that I was probably going to die, and when I didn't, I felt duly grateful for not being dead. And? Yeah, no, it wasn't one of those monsters where it's like, oh god, it's got this unexpected ability, it was pretty much exactly, what you saw was what you got. It was an owlbear the size of a, t- it was an owlbear the size of several, a skyscraper, and that was the problem. Can I have your, your list that you've got there? The, the little things yeah. I want to do? Yep, by all means. I was planning to talk to you about them, but, um... Yep, so there is one I would like to do on there early. Yep. Um, Which is, before you get back to the city... Yep. um, So you and Tristan have basically ridden your horses pretty hard out for 12 straight hours to chase the owl. Yeah. Um, You've killed it, you've ridden back to its lair, finished searching it, looting it. Yep. Um, moved away off, and I presume that you're kind of going to go to sleep at some oh, point yes. instead of trekking 12 hours as fast as you can back to your kingdom again. I mean, yeah. they still need you, but... Yeah, but, you know, I mean, we've actually left a pretty competent collection of people. While Caelan would like to help, there's nothing, as I imagine with Tristram, there's nothing here I personally need to do right this second. And the horses, you know, I mean, among other things, poor old, we're going to be riding double back on um, Caelan's horse because Tristram's horse is dead. Yes, very true. Or probably actually more likely just going much more slowly and one of us will one take... One rides, one of us walks the yeah. horse. Yeah. In fact, probably Ke- Tristram will ride because Caelan's endurance is about double his. <laughs> Although he's faster than... Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, no, we'll switch it. We'll switch yep. it in now. Yep. Okay, so... That evening, then, when um, you are... Up for the you you were up for the first watch generally, yep. um, keeping an eye out and you know starting to uh, you know you're awake you're definitely hardcore enough to stay awake yeah but you're definitely starting yeah, to yeah, feel yeah, yeah. Kaelin is um, pacing about and the um 
because he's still quite badly injured, his wounds are sort of helping him from keep from settling too much, which otherwise might be a bit more of a challenge. Um, I presume you're not about to poke this monocle thing here and now. Stuff um, no, I think I would probably wait till I get back to civil because yeah, I because yeah, yeah. I wanted Michaela to identify it before I put before it you on. Stuck it in your eye. Yeah. yeah. Probably smart. Well, particularly considering we know that the trapped, uh, I'm like 99% certain the, sa- the, the trapped Albear ring came from the same source, and that thing was a, you know, I mean, I, I already resisted the, um, Bayaban Sith's attempt to rule the kingdom. I don't want to find out it's the, the green lady tells you to do what she wants as king, and you obey because you put the super magic item on. <laughs> Minus 20 to all will saves. Yeah. Okay, so. You you collect, take your armor off, sort of go in your yeah. tent, and I explicitly left it in the city anyway. The, I, I left the monocle with Michaela so she could watch it. And within a span of you know, within ten second ten, ten seconds of your head hitting the pillow, yep. you are out. Um, sort of just enough time to have a vague ruminate back on what a long, strange day it's been. Yeah, um, and then you find yourself riding. Um, And looking around, uh, several things seem obviously off to you. Um, You are riding down one of the roads, or what you recognise as one of the main roads of Stagthorn. Um, Bryn is with you, walking rather than riding as usual. You're on your classic horse, you know, air armour, usual day-out adventuring-style stuff. Yeah. Um, and you you think about this for a moment, and realise that you, you you weren't here. You were with Tristan. Ergo, you were obviously dreaming. Yeah. So you, it's basically you're in a dream state, but you're more or less aware you're in it. Yeah. Um, and of course, this is not a particularly nightmaric thing. Yeah. yeah. So, and Bryn is just loping along slightly behind you, a little low to the ground, as she is wont to do. The horse makes coconut noises as you ride forward. It's a, it's a lovely day out style yeah. thing. Um, and you are actually, you actually feel very tired here. And when you've ridden maybe two, three hundred meters, you're starting to, you know, actually breathe a bit and feeling your pack is really, really heavy. Like, al- almost cripplingly so. You recognise the horse has actually been slowed down by the sheer yeah. weight of your gear, your armour, your backpack, all this sort of thing. It's starting to drag and pant. You're t- significantly tougher than the horse, but you're also starting to drag and pant yeah. a little bit. And Bryn lopes along pretty carefree. She's got a backpack on. Yeah. It looks very light. So uh, I think I will look round and glance, and, you know pull up the horse for a second and glance in my backpack to see what's weighing me down so much. At a, at a glance of your shoulder, it does appear to be really full. There's several bits and pieces sticking out of it. Yeah. So I will actually, you know, take a moment and take the backpack off and have a look in it, because I don't remember it being this full. Why are we stopping? I just seem to be, I don't know, weighed down. You are slowing. Horse is slowing. I can go faster, see? <laughs> Moves off, dig, 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 disappears down the road, dig, 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 comes back again. I know. Always so slow. So many ponies. I know, I know. But, it, you know, it keeps me safe. I donk the armour. 
I will wait for the moment. <laughs> she sort of paces back and forward as yeah. you go over and start emptying your back back out. Yeah. And when you go over, you turn it and do the classic tip, tip, tip. Yeah. Uh, is, is it actually a magic handy hammer sack? It is not. It's not, okay. So, yeah, Kaelin's never bothered. You know, would you like to know how much more Kaelin could carry than what he's currently carrying? Okay, so you don't do the classic tip, tip, tip. Then no. You, you, you turn it slightly sideways and start pulling things out of it. And out come, you know, a couple of daggers. And, you know, here's that thundering morning star that you're just carrying because yeah. at this point. Yeah. Style of thing. And then, yeah, out of the bag comes the adamantine greatsword. You don't quite remember putting it there instead of on the strap over yeah. the back. But nonetheless, there it is. Then a halberd. Yeah. Then a very thick-looking longbow. This thing appears to be an exotic, heavy cross, an exotic, heavy repeating crossbow. Where did I get all this stuff? And pull, 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 and pull. And why haven't I sold it for money? And after half a minute, you have this gigantic pile, literally the size of your head, of weapons and armor. All of it sized appropriately for you, but it's it's everything. It's like yeah. one of every weapon and one of every suit of armor is available at the HP style thing. And Bryn is sort of just loping around with her bare hands at this point. This is off ridiculous. Nobody could use all these weapons. What am I doing carrying all this stuff? Weighing you down. You say it gives you options, though. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, you, you have to draw the line somewhere. I mean, that's why I only carry, you know, six, seven, maybe eight personal weapons and two or three suits of armor. Perfectly reasonable. Not not like a giant shield, or two or three shields like Michaela's got, neither. And then you will hear from just down the road behind you a very manly, um, deep voice. It It is not Lord Elders Thorne's voice, your father's, but it puts you heavily in mind of that. It's, it's what you associate with that very fatherly voice style of thing. And you hear, Ho there, do you need any help? Do you need any help, son? Oh, I seem to be... Uh, hello, I, I seem to be in a bit of a mess here. And it's somebody shouting and there's a wagon coming down the road yeah. towards a couple of horses bullying you. Um, I don't suppose you'd be interested in um, taking some of these weapons. And the wagon pulls up. Um, the man gets out. Filmed in, filmed by the camera in a very odd way where you never see his head, just yeah. the boots, then the thighs, and etc., etc., yeah. And then it pans up, and he looks like a human man, uh, but for the fact that he has a glorious white stag's head. And, of course, you know, Caelan would recognise this um, very rapidly, having had another vision with Eris yeah. earlier. Yeah. Caelan will um, shake need, his Do you need any help with that? Sir? And um, then bow his head slightly. Lord, I, I didn't expect to see you again. I don't quite know what I'm doing here. That's the way of dream. That's the way of dreams, son. In a way, it's all in your head. In another way, it's all on your back. He sort of goes over, pulls out a basic, um, a, a basic longbow, and pokes at the pile, and it goes tink, 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 yeah. tink, tink, and bits collapse everywhere. I've been feeling a bit heavier lately. I guess it's. I suppose it's harder than I thought it would be. Looks like you're carrying a lot of burdens there, son. I. I I think maybe I am. And I think at this point um, the pile shifts momentarily mm-hmm. and it is not weapons but bodies. 
with um, a, a much smaller pile, of course, because um, you know you don't you, a yeah. big pile of weapons, a little pile of bodies. Yeah. But Oleg would be on the top of the pile. Yeah. So, so as he pushes a couple of things out of the way, the longbows, the swords fall off, and there's the pile of bodies under all the weapons. Yeah, and it would be. Um, you know, Oleg and a couple of the guys that were killed when the um, uh, when Keston's bombs yeah. were overrun, and um, probably the um, the woman we hung, the woman we hanged recently, and yeah. and then going down to the bottom of the pile, there's the victims of the werewolf attack style thing, yeah, and a few other bits and pieces, yeah, that 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 innkeeper girl who um, got killed in the yeah. werewolf attack, and Aristotle will flick a couple of things on, and there's a big pile of bodies there. No wonder your back's hurting, son. That's a lot of load to carry. I didn't mean for him to get killed. It just... I didn't mean for a lot of it to happen. Still... He will look up at Aristotle and just shake his head for a moment. And he, pu- he puts a very comforting hand on your shoulder and gives a very, a very hard, manly squeeze. Nobody means to carry all this, son. You don't leave. The, you don't. You don't load yourself up to breaking point. You, you don't load yourself up and over encumber yourself before you leave the house. But somewhere along the road, the choices you make to just pick all these things up. Once they're with you, you can't get rid of them. They won't go away. But I can promise you this, you will learn to pack them better. Well, that's something. And Kaelin will pick himself up off the road and turn to face him. Am I doing all right by you? Is that really the question? Are you doing alright by you? On the whole. And Kaelin will roll his shoulders slightly and as though a weight is coming off them, hmm. as though he's shrugging a pack on the shoulders. I think so. It's not really about what other people think of me, the choices I've made, is it? I've done the best I could at the time, and that's all anybody can do. Son, if you want to carry around what other people think of you, as well as what you think of yourself, I can find you some really big rocks for that pack. Frankly, it looks like there's already a few other things in it, and he will reach into your backpack and pull out... Um, what appear to be very dense, very heavy, but very beautiful, like solid gold statues, and starts pulling them out. Bryn, Svetlana, Michaela, Lillian, etc., <laughs> etc. Et the last one he pulls out is, of course, Carolyn. Um, and it is this, this little gold selection of sort of a dozen statues yeah. of all the women that have floated through Carolyn's life that. He's, he's been interested in, made a move on, yeah. merely looked at in a bar and never made a move on, yeah. but remembered that one blonde style of thing forever yeah. and ever. 
Um, and Aristotle sort of smiles when he looks at this collection. Heavy, but valuable to carry with you. Aye, and Caelan will glance over to where Brynn is standing and mm-hmm. smile at her. She is literally um, almost ignoring this conversation entirely, kind of loping in the grass, playing with a wolf cub. Yeah, quite awesome. happily. Yeah. Aye, it hasn't been easy, but I think I've made the best choice I can. Remember when it starts to get heavy, and he picks the he he picks the stuff up and just sort of shovels it back into the bag with one big scooping yeah. gesture and then picks this incredibly heavy bag up with apparent ease. Yeah. Remember when it starts to get heavy, there's always someone here to help you with it and hands it back to you and it feels significantly lighter. And he glances at it and goes, uh, except those ones. There you're on your own. Kevin will glance at the bag that he's now holding. Uh, there are two more statues in there, both of which look... You pull them out, and they are full-sized, eight-foot-tall statue-style thing, um, one of which is frozen solid, made of ice. Mav. Uh, it is, of course, Mav. And the other one is overall? And the other one appears to be sort of a very dark green, emeraldy thing, very yeah. well-crafted, and it is Oberon. Yeah. And it still looks at them and just uh, doesn't touch them. Yeah. I... I I'm always I'm always with you, Caleb. You felt it, didn't you? When you went off to fight that creature. Poor the, mad thing. The first time I shot it. Did seem like my arm was a bit better than it usually is. I told you last time we met that I would be with you, that I would help you. But then in the end you'd be making your own choices doing it on your own and now you come to the point a lot of different ways you can go from here and he gestures down the road sort of just pointing with the longbow and you can see it breaks into a crossroad of at least seven or eight different roads which makes up no part of Stagthorn yeah, yeah. Aware of. and 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 he as he points, you literally the camera goes and the crossroads is upon you. Yeah. He says lots of different ways you can go from here. That one, for example, points off and what you can see is a fairly gentle, nice looking forest. Um with a few little sort of goblin y style eyes poking out in a vaguely sinister but also kind of comical fashion. You could take you could take the wolf gore, just walk off into the forest, make your own way, no cares, no responsibility, nothing but you, nothing but you and her. Nah, it sounds good, but it's not what I want, and I don't think it's what this place needs. You can try and please everyone, make the world the way make the world the way everyone wants it to be. And he points down this road, and that one leads to what appears to be Lake Candlemere, but the tower on it is this 
Byzantine monstrosity of at least 40 different types of architecture. Mm. It looks like dwarves built one level of it, the ancient one, the, you know, the ancient fae, another one, elves, another one, the outsiders, another one, etc., etc. And then sitting on top of it is Caelan's house, balanced precariously mm-hmm. and tend to tilt slightly. Of course, carry all that in there. Carry all that in there, you might drown. No, you're right about that. It's not always easy making these choices, but I can't please everyone. And then there's that road. It points in this one, you can see the... It, it goes on for maybe 100 metres, nicely little curved, well-gentled road, and then turns into this... starts to turn into a little bunch of brambles growing across the road, but you can see as it goes, they just get thicker and heavier till it's just a swarm of heavy thorns, and there'd be no way to get down the road without being poked and gashed repeatedly, pretty much regardless of what you did. And... I can promise you you go on the way you are it's not going to get easier I didn't really expect it was your home's growing son it's going to get bigger more complicated in many ways you feel like you're losing control more reliant on other people and when you look up again, there is your your group of counsellors, the, the eleven of them up there with machetes sort of hacking away at a few of the thorns. Goody Nesker appears to be doing very little. She's yeah. kind of just is very she, daintily Is she possibly it. telling Keston and Akros what they're doing wrong? With yeah, pretty much. Well, well simultaneously poking it slightly with yeah. her own one. Um, so you take people like that, road might get easier, road might get harder. Depends where they steer you. But easy or hard, it's my road. Good news is, the sacrifices you're making are going to make it a lot easier for a lot of other people. And as you look down this road again, there's now the sort of tunnel formed in the thorn bush, and there are a whole bunch of caravans going down it, traders, little children skipping down the road, generally happy families style of thing. That's a good point. That's what a leader does. They take the thorns on themselves and clear it out for other people. I and Kaelin appears quite relieved by this news and sort of stands a bit straighter. I can do that. Now remember whatever you do, son. You're not alone. But decision's all yours. I and Kaelin will reach out there. Thank you, Father. And he remounts his wagon, turns it, and heads back off the way he came, and sort of waves a goodbye to you as he goes. And then Bryn stops gambling with a little wolf cub and comes up to you, holding it and patting it slightly. Caitlin's going to give a description of the <laughs> And says to you, So, I've lost the trail. Which way do we go? On, Bryn. We go on. You're going to head off down the road of thorns. Yeah. And then, of course, you find yourself... You, you head off towards the road of thorns, and just as you're hitting it, you feel 
Wake up, the sun is streaming down. Interesting. It'll let you sleep in a bit longer. You okay? Still uh, with me? I think so, yeah. And Caitlin's hand will go to his little pendant. Yep. Uh, stuff. Yeah, I think I'm okay. Okay, and that is the scene I wanted to do. Awesome! Sure. What were you saying? Uh, right, so you return to Stagthorn. Yep. To Elksrest, rather, where your army is um, digging up the rubble, looking after people, etc., yep. etc., et and then we pretty much go into the recovery montage. Yeah. And you may go and do any list of things that you want to do. Okay, cool. Alright, so, um, Kaelin will... You know, over the next few days, practice with his new abilities, which he's worked, sort of worked out that he has, mm-hmm. and um, get a bit more of a handle on them. Mm-hmm. And um, he will talk privately to Bryn about the engagement, and um, let her know that he'd like the, he's going to tell, you know, Michaela and Corwin, but that he'd like to keep it quiet for a little bit just to give Sweetliner a bit of time to recover, and announce it next month, not this month. She's alright with that. Understood. I know it's not um, fair less, but it's just come out at a bad time. But I'm... Whatever else happens, and Caleb will put an arm around his shoulder, I'm very happy. So, um, what Caleb has given Bryn... Yep. Um, so, the he had a crown and a ring commissioned. Yep. So the um because Kaylin's crown is um gold plated with um a stag head and a stag's head emblazoned on it with green emerald eyes. Yep. So Bryn's crown is a gold it's gold with a wolf's head embroidered uh, on it with um ruby eyes. Mm-hmm. And the um ring is gold with a single ruby in it. Mm-hmm. That's the um conception. The idea is that they're a matching set but slightly different. Pretty cute. I think it's awesome. Uh-huh. So, um, Kaelin is, you know, would have spent some money on this. Yeah. So I figure, um, about 500 is where I'm looking for in terms of... Uh, this is, like, your kingship stuff. Yeah. So the kingdom will pay for it. Okay. Um, but the conception is basically because Kaelin's, like, in the, the time prior to going off on this Hagrol commission, Kaelin spent some time at the jewellers with yeah. helping, like, because Crafted, he's... Crafting it, picking out designs, that sort of thing. Yeah, because he doesn't quite have the jewellery making skills to build something like this himself, but he would have worked he, he with... He to be involved. Yeah, worked with more, more high-end jewellers. Yep. Okay. Alright, so th- the first night he's back in town, after, um... The um, after getting the briefing from Michaela yep. on what Jelonical does, which is basically the next day, because that's the first thing she'll ID. Yeah, is um, he's going to spend the night sleeping with the monocle, and he has told Michaela what he's doing and asked her to, you know, if he comes out, if he comes out all weird, she should alert the rest of the councillors. Interesting. 
perhaps unsurprisingly, a thing will happen. Yep. is troll-sized and then resizes to fit your eye yeah. really easily. Um, and you would think this would be somewhat awkward because, you know, monocles are not traditionally designed as bedwear. Yeah. Um, however, you have very little trouble keeping it in. You turn your head to the side, turn your head yeah. to the side, it just more or less stays in there until you actually reach up and pop it off again. Sweet. Um, so you stick it in um, and lie there kind of sleepless waiting for something to happen. Yeah. And nothing in particular happens. Yeah. And then at some point you become aware um what does Caitlin sleep in? Uh um pajamas, armor. Oh yeah. You know how um the theory is with plate armor you wear like jerkiny yeah, stuff on padded leather stuff underneath it. Yeah. yeah. Um, when he's at home, he wears like that kind of stuff. Yep. When he's out on the road, of course, he sleeps in his leather armor. Yep. Yep. So you will feel a light drumming sensation of, of sort of fingers or something drumming on your chest. Yeah. So. Um, and and when you stir and awaken, um, there is a woman lying quite comfortably in bed next to you. Um, as, as if she belongs there, just lying next to you, not quite curled up around you, but sort of one leg vaguely resting on yours, drumming her fingers on your chest. Um, she appears to be... Um, she, she looks very attractive. Um, can you make me a... Intelligence check. Twenty-three. Okay. Uh, describing this after the fact, you'd have real trouble pinning down why. You, you know, there's, you, you don't look at her and go, "She's magnificently curvaceous, or she's got a wondrous face, or her hair is really attractive, or something." She just it, exudes charm. Yeah, pretty much every every aspect of her physical appearance is is quite charming to Kaylin. Yeah. Um, she appears to be. Um, she she appears very very attractive. Um, has sort of short green hair that goes up in a vague in a vaguely odd spike here in a, in a sort of um, not necessarily unnatural but kind of unruly growing way. As if she doesn't spend a lot of time on it. It's not quite short cropped. It's just popped up here. Um, and she has a very light green tint to her to her skin almost sort of orcish kind of thing um, and she is just drumming on your chest and looks over at you and gives this very charming belying smile um, the sort of thing that you know you've always been waiting for all those girls in the bar to look over at you with style of thing but it's, it's almost bordering on hero worship she gives you the big eyes and the big smile and then the slightly breathy voice my king and Kaelin will shake his head, sit up in bed, and um, gently but firmly remove her hand from his chest. Now, none of that, lass. It's not like I don't know who you are. 
she doesn't seem to take this particularly amiss. She yeah. just sort of rolls up to the point where she's sitting in, be- in the bed, yeah. crosses her legs slightly, and you're presumably getting up out of bed and yeah. stepping across the room. Yeah. Her, and she smiles at you. Of course, I am your queen. No, you're not. No, you're not that. No, not yet. Flutters. Just the eyelids flutter very, very, very slightly. Complete self-confidence in there. So, what I want... You are the... You are the woman who was talking to me through Grolka, the one who was looking for a worthy king? Can you make me a will save? (laughs) Uh, 18. Um, She's definitely terribly attractive here. Yeah. Um, do almost kind of distractingly so. Yeah. Um, wh- whatever else you get the impression of her that she definitely doesn't mean you harm. Yeah. Um, in fact, you know, she seems like she's just here to talk in a reasonably trustworthy fashion. Yeah. You're sure that all the stuff about her growth here can be explained. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, she... It may be that I didn't hear you out, out very well when we were talking before or it felt like I cut you off a bit and if there is a way to sort things out between us I'd like to give it a chance she looks a little innocent and confused right then ah I think I understand you were speaking of this waves a hand and what's very clearly a transparent flickering illusion appears and replays out Hagrolka's head going oh no 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 Matthew aye that's it You were speaking of the other, the Dark Queen. There's more than one? You have seen much of the Fae, I think. Much indeed. And she gives you a slightly quizzical look. Uh... Can you make me a sense motive check? My glorious extra point in it is totally going to save the day here. 21. Okay, um, she is looking at your forehead in slight bewilderment um, in exactly the same way that the other creatures of the First World did. They they saw a mark there when you were wandering around the First World that isn't there. And that was Oberon's mark, wasn't it? Correct. Yes. Um... If you, you have mirrors in your house, presumably. Yeah, I will um, go look at one for a moment. There are three marks on your forehead. One of them is Oberon's, one of them is Mab's, and one of them is the mark of the bow and arrow of Aristotle. Ah. All three, sort of on all three simultaneously there, they sort of fade in and out with any one of them being given prominence in any given breath. And that's, that's what she's looking at. I sense you have had much experience with the Fae. Uh, some. I certainly wouldn't call myself an expert. Then you will know we have many kings and queens, many lords and ladies. Aye. Or at least those who would call themselves such. But 
I think perhaps you have learned as well that calling yourself a king does not make you one. Hi. Just as there are false kings in this world, your stag lord, your Nagroka, there are false queens in line. You must be wary of them. Be strong. Take your advice only from those you can trust. Those allies, and those allies, the Fae who can help you fulfill your dreams. And she will stand up again and come over and put the hand on your chest again. Um, it's it's very much, it's a charming, attractive woman hitting on you, but you're definitely married. Well, not married, but engaged. The yep. whole thing. You're taken. You're not compelled to fall into this. Yeah, I'm just. I, I merely believe that she is that she's endeavouring to speak to me honestly, style. Yeah, yeah, she's also hitting on you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which which you can respond to any which fashion yep. you please. Imagine essentially, you know, your good friend starts hitting on you. You don't yeah. backhand them across the room. Yeah. You just say, "Look, uh, this is awkward now, but yeah. I've taken." Go. Yeah, no, and I will very gently remove her hand from her chest. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, lass. I've I've already got a queen. You're um very pretty. As you wish, of course, my king. And she gives you the, the, the deep bow curtsy with the cleavage shelving yeah. style thing and smiles. Uh, um, I'm here to aid you as I can from beyond the veil. But Gronka had this. Were you aiding him? And the stag lord had one just like it. Yes, they are... She thinks about this for a moment and gets up like this, moves to the door of your bedroom, just a basic wooden door, opens it, and looking outside, you will see the you know bizarre pastel purple colours of the first world style thing. It is a doorway. Shuts it, opens it, Stagthorn. Shuts it, opens it. Something that appears to be in the stars. You know, you, you, you appear to be looking out at the black night sky. Shuts it, opens it, deep swamp. Shuts it again. Doors go many places. So you're saying who was talking to... You weren't the one that was talking to Grolka through this doorway. You were just talking to me? It is a doorway to my world. Our world. The world, the world of fables. So what's your name, if you don't... Or what would you like me to call you? I know um, names can be a bit tricky. If you know enough of the Fae, you know such things are not casually given... You know such things are not casually given out at a first meeting. You may call me the Green Lady at this time. Alright. So what do you want? Besides that... <laughs> she she looks you up and down maliciously, sort of smiles. There's a very slight, um, suggestive lick of the yeah. lick of the lips, and then it's it's gone uh, entirely. Yeah. Um, she says, "I want I want to aid you. I want what you want. I want to see a strong king unite your green belt together." 
and turn it from a fractious place of war and death into one united, stable kingdom. Peaceful? Of course. Yeah, the Kaelin's looking at her with just the slightest head cock there because, of course, peace is what the other one uh, is promising. Can you tell me about... Do you know this other dark queen that was talking to Grolka and the, the Stag Lord? Can you tell me about her? Can you give me a sense motive check? Uh, Twenty. Well, I'm rolling well on these. Maybe you like she, Talia and the Geisha where may just not have a hope. She opens her mouth as if to speak and mouths sort of silently at you and there is this odd noise in the air vaguely like the rustling of leaves. Um, she's trying to tell you something and is completely unable to do it essentially. Right, yep. Um, by virtue of what you couldn't necessarily say, whether it's the um, the method of communication you're using, compulsions on her, yeah. compulsions on you, etc., uh, etc. Never, uh, never mind, lass. I, I see that you can't. And, and she looks like she looks like they I am not of your world. I cannot speak of it freely. I I understand. Don't trouble yourself. I appreciate. It. I'm sure you'd tell me if you could. Is there any advice you would give me then? I can tell you from here from here in my house and from here in our house there are many doors and she opens the doorway again and you are looking out at um, what you, you haven't actually seen before but you've had enough descriptors of it and things that you've recognised the lay of the land. What you're looking at is a small town with some mountains out the back and plains out this way style thing and people bopping around a blacksmith over here. It looks like Vanhold, based on the script you've been given. It's it's very obviously to you river kingdoms. Yeah. You know, and the geography and the village look like Vanhold. She opens the door slightly, shuts it again. You have many you have many enemies. On all sides. I don't. I don't think Vaughn's going to be one. From here, I, from here in our house, I see many things through the doorways. Opens the door again. A heavy fortress-oriented town, um, possibly Fort Draylove. Yeah. Um, shuts it. Opens the door again. Um, this one you've probably actually been to at some point. It's a pretty major city. Is is the capital city of Pytax? Yeah, uh, which is a big ass industrial town yeah. style of thing. And she shuts it again. If you are to be the true the true destined king of such a tumultuous land, you will need help, assistance, someone who sees far and knows many things. But what would be the price for this help? There's always a price, isn't there? There is always a price. One I think you will not find too arduous. 
she steps over to your drawer and um, as if she sort of knows where everything in your house is, basically opens where you keep your maps of the area style yeah. of thing, pulls it out and lays out what's essentially the hex grid style of thing. No, I do not think you will find it too arduous at all. What are threats to your people are threats to my people as well. And she taps the map and there are little glowing lights on it, which you will recognise as areas where the Fae live style of thing. Um, what are threats to your people are threats to my people as well. If you are their ally, then you are my ally. That is my price. One that you have already paid. One that you are, one that you are already paying. Ah. Right, well, I think I can... Because you, you're literally already in a formal a formal alliance. Well, you, you treat the Fae as citizens, yeah. but in an alliance with a Fae kingdom, Yeah. say. Yeah, but, um, no, that, that's... I tell them not. Well, then I'd be grateful for your assistance, lady. Whenever you seek it, whenever you seek advice, what help I can give... There are places in the world you can find with this, she sort of strokes the side of your eye, um, where allies, weapons, assistance can pass through. Alright. I.e., like, she can't hand you a magic item in your dream and have it really there when you yeah. wake up, but what she's telling you is basically in various locations she can hand you... Um, is that... Um I know not everyone over there is my friend. Is that safe to go to places like that? Well, safe-ish. We would need to make arrangements to meet. Okay, I think I think we can do that. I, you know, you'd, you'd literally yeah. need to contact her and say, you know, can you meet me at yay place at yay time-ish style of thing. Yeah. All right. If you, ever, if you ever wish to speak again, and she will, she will sort of lean in again gently, a hot breath on your lips as she sort of leans in, up right up against the monocle style thing. You know where I am. I'm always in your dreams. Okay. And Kellen wakes up. Yep. So he will the next morning report into Michaela and the other councillors, um, more or less what happened. And that she seems to be, she seems trustworthy enough that um, he he won't really go into the hitting on him or the extreme attractiveness part, given who his other counselors are. But yeah. um, Tristan looks very confused at this. He makes his knowledge nature check. Something says, "I I've never heard of a green lady, although it's, it's an obvious pseudonym. I mean." Their forms are, tend, tend to be fairly malleable. She could be anyone or anything. Well, it seems like anyway that she's not the one that was trying to talk to his broker and the stag lord, or at least that's what she says. But, um, I mean, that it does seem like a risky form of communication. There's no saying I wouldn't get that one on another t- at another time. So there, there are some general sort of nods to this. Cool. So yeah, so Kaelin is going is planning to hang on to the monocle. Yeah, he's not going to do anything particularly with it at this stage, but he'll probably, you know, try using it at some some point later. Yeah, 
and um, keep it around because the favor of things seems useful. Yep. So he is buying into the green lady's claim that she's not the evil villain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whether or not that's because she's you know my, um, using charm person and things on her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no doubt, more things will come of that. Um, okay, so other stuff. Um, so in a couple of days after his return to um, Alk's Rest, he's going to go see Svetlana again. Nope. So he would have reported, like, because we did an earlier conversation, which was more or less just him, to- him telling her that he killed the Alvear. So this is going to be, you know, him seeing, going to see how she's doing, style of thing. Okay, so the next day, um, Michaela will send you another send you another letter. Basically, the day after you have this conversation with the council, Michaela will send you another letter saying, you know, can you come to my house to discuss Black Kingdom business sort of yep. thing? Um, and she starts talking to you about the um, the the upcoming nuptials at Varnhold and what you need to do yep. officially as the king and this kind of thing and what the kingdom needs to do and running through all the diplomatic protocol of what you can and can't, and I'm, I'm not going to give you a big info yeah, yeah. or anything. Um, as she is doing so, at some point, uh, Corwin shows up. Um, can you give me a spot check? Uh, sorry, a sense motive check opposed by his whopping bluff. Alright, well, once again, hilariously, once again, Kellen rolls a big number, so that's a 22. Okay. Uh, he, he says... Oh, I... Uh, didn't um, mean to be interrupting you. Had had no idea you'd be here. Uh, I'll, I'll just stand over here in the corner and you, you can ignore anything I seem to be doing that may be suspicious in any way. Okay. <laughs> and and Michaela says, yes, so as I was saying, you know, the, the colour scheme sends something quite... And Corwin stands over in the corner and starts casting a spell. Yep. Okay, Kaelin's going to get, go along with the uh, whatever Michaela's talking about, but kind of keep one eye a bit on Corwin, because there's clearly something going on here. Yeah. At which point, um, Corwin casts something, you feel a wave of magic wash over you. Yep. Um, Michaela sort of looks at him and, and I, he says. Yep. Um... It's not the Soto nod because yep. that was a you know two on his bluff check. Yeah. So she she gives him a very subtle glance. Hey, uh-huh. um, And she says, "But but enough of that. So let's get back to this. Let's let's get back to this green lady. You you think we should make some sort of alliance with her? I mean, even even though we don't know her real name. And you think about this for a moment. You think, wait." Actually, you know, maybe we shouldn't. I mean, she didn't seem alarmingly hostile, but should I really be making deals with with fae creatures, you know, that I don't know significant amounts about? And, and suddenly, she she no longer seems quite as naturally trustworthy. No longer quite as friendly. It's not, you know, she's a stranger to a stranger that you like not a confidant that you've had for years, which is sort of how you were treating her before. But I... Well, well, it does seem daft on the face of it, but it... 
made sense before. Ah. I... It worked, then. You have been charmed. Ah. I suspected as much as... And Caelan will fish in his bag, pick out the monocle, and carefully put it off to the side from him. It's exceedingly difficult to see. You still were behaving like yourself, of course, just... Think of it as if you had taken the advice from myself instead of her. You would treat it with a lot more respect, a lot more. Uh, you would be a lot more inclined to agree with my point of view than that of a random stranger on the street. Aye, even if you know you, you were clearly casting some kind of spell on me, I might assume you had my best intentions at heart. <laughs> Kellen will glance over a call with the manner that it indicates that you know he's well, not. It wasn't a bad spell. It was dispel magic. Yeah, I figured it was something like that. I didn't know what you were doing, but I assumed you knew what you were about. I... Well, now I don't know what to... And now you may take whatever reaction you wish to away from this. Yes! She's no longer your friend. Huh? Well, now I don't know what to think. And fortuitously, you have someone that can make DC 25 cents motive checks. Good, good old Michaela. Good for her. Um, it's... I... I mean... Now I don't know if she was working for her Grolker or not. <laughs> working with her Grolker or not. Because, I don't know. I I don't want to miss the chance if she is a potential ally. But on the other hand, it's not very trustworthy behaviour. He's thinking for himself again. You can come in. <laughs> and Brim and Tristan appear up yeah. one of the side rooms. Yeah. And Tristan says, there, I told you. Doubtlessly a charm person. Or maybe even a charm monster effect. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it, it's merely more, a more effective version of the same that works on a rather large number of targets. I'm not implying that you're a monster, although from a certain point of view... <laughs> Thanks. So, what do, what do you guys think we should do? And Callum will reiterate what she did in a bit more detail. Yeah. Um, but again, and um, will mention the part where she suggested she should, could be the queen, but still editing out the physical attractiveness. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, including the part where he said he wasn't available. Um, are you sure you're exactly the man for this job? I'm not sure I am. You're, you're not an expert on the Fae? No. No, and um, she's clearly... And I'm not necessarily certain she couldn't just do that again the next time, which would be needlessly complicated. On the other hand, and he kind of looks over at Tristram, meaning no offence, but... Uh, he stares right back <laughs> at you, yes. Uh, after the um, Bab incident... <laughs> uh, that was an entirely different matter. <laughs> you, you need a scholar here who actually knows what they're dealing with the proper way in which to speak and deal with the Fae. You, you can't just uh, ogle them as if they were slabs of meat and expect them to respond positively. Yeah. Tristan knows enough about the Fae to know she'd be hot. Yeah. Um, and um uh, visibly bites his tongue for a friend from saying she responded very positively. <laughs> so... Well, I'm certainly prepared to concede I'm probably not the man for the job. And 
he glances around the room to see if anyone agrees with Tristram that and Tristram's the man for the Tristan job. Tristram will, will pick up the monocle in all in favour. I glance around at the others. There's a chorus of deafening silence from around the room. <laughs> well, I tell you what, why don't we have you sit down with the thing and then um, Michaela can um, do a read on you in the morning. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. In fact... Why don't we just say that um, in the morning we can do a dispel magic on him just on general principles. <laughs> I'll prepare some more. <laughs> Thanks, Gordon. I appreciate it. And then um, after the others are gone, Kayla will say to Michaela, nice work, but uh, you may need to get Corwin a bit more prepped up for these things. <laughs> he would not be my ideal... My ideal choice for a mission of stealth and subtlety, but he is nonetheless the only one we have in the kingdom with the capacity to channel that level of divine magic. Uh, I can see that. It's a matter of limited choices. Well, thank you. Appreciate you watching out for me. That's what I'm here for. I um, have been meaning to give you something, and Caitlin will fish in his bags and obtain the um, three bottles of, um, I believe it was classy elven wine. It was classy elven wine. Uh, <laughs> what, what is this? <sighs> dust, dust, dust style of thing. Oh my. That, that's a 750 year old vintage, that. Yeah, it, uh, it appeared to have been sitting in there for a It appears to have been sitting around there for a while. Oh, they're, they're, this is extremely fine quality wine. What, what's the occasion? I just... I appreciate the hard work you've been putting in taking care of the kingdom. It's, um... I... And I know you like this sort of thing, and, um... I just wanted to give you something. She flushes very slightly behind her veil. Thank you. It's... It's a wonderful present. I... Do rely on you a lot. It's good to know I've got you to count on when I'm perplexed about things, which, as you know, happens moderately frequently. You can always rely on I'll be there to tell you when something is amiss. And Kaylin will um, not necessarily give her a hug, but sort of give her a pat. You know, assuming she's not super comfortable with the physical contact style of thing. No, we have actually done. Yes, hugs. yes, you have. Yeah, so I will give she will hug you. Yeah, I will give you a hug. And yes, um, well, get a plus four bonus to my next diplomacy check to mm-hmm. You can do. You can actually make it there if you so desire. Yeah, I think so. That you're talking to her anyway. Yes, that seems like an appropriate moment. All right. Um, that is stacks and stacks and stacks. Okay. But then you never know when you're going to roll a two. And anyway, I mostly just want to give it a wine. Mm-hmm. It's just fine, see that? Mm-hmm. Right. And... Yes, go see, going to see Svetlana. Yeah. Uh, so, Svetlana is now basically living in her own house, separate from all eggs, which, yeah. which is where you will find her. Yeah. Um, Goody Niska is definitely around a moderate amount of the time. Yeah. 
if you so choose, you can deliberately pick for a time when she either is or isn't there if you're invested in either outcome. Uh, I'm looking for a time where she's in the vicinity in terms of, uh, because of the advantage of the chaperonage style of thing. Right. Um, but, um, you, you know, because she's been pretty good about giving Svetlana and I the opportunity to talk yep. privately, but it's, uh, I'm, endeav- I'm still endeavouring not to be alone with Svetlana. I've done her reputation enough damage. So, you go and see her. Um, Tobias is playing in the backyard, basically. In, well, not a back, fenced backyard, yeah. so I think, but out the back of the house. Yeah. With her and Goody Niska. Yeah. Um, now, um, Callum's been, like, babysitting him once a month style of thing. You yeah. Know, to, no doubt um, a remarkable amount of disarray to Callum as yeah. personal property, given that he would approach babysitting it's, in a very um, learn-on-the-job kind of way. He is unsurprisingly enormous. Um, yeah. You know, he's now, um, like, a year and a half and looks like a three-year-old kind yeah. of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and he looks up, you know, comes running over, comes running over to you, Callum! Walk around the legs. Yeah. And I will pick him up and hold him upside down. Ah, <laughs> ah. He punches you a couple of times in yeah, the stomach. That's, that's, the, that's the stuff, kids. Don't let anybody catch you off guard. <laughs> and then we'll put him down. Mm-hmm. Have you come to see me or Mum? Mum. Okay. Oh, but I will come back and play with you in a bit. All right? Yes. Why... Why don't you why don't you go into the why don't you go into the house and make a cup of tea for Svetlana, Caitlin? Ah, of course. Why don't you go into the tea and have Svetlana make a cup of tea for you? She you might learn something if you watch. And Tobias and I will play out here. Thank you. And you go in the house yeah. where Svetlana will indeed, you know, yeah. make you a cup of tea, lovely. Jesus tells you it's he doesn't really understand what's going on. He, I have told him that his, his father has gone away and that he won't be coming back, but with the little ones it is also transient. I I think it will be some time before he understands what death is about. It'll weigh on him more as he grows up, I fear. Not getting to know him. It's a hard thing. Okay, well, we'll put a hand on this. How are you holding up? As well as can be expected. I... I cannot honestly say that I love Oleg, but I certainly care deeply for him. To have him just drift away from me was painful enough to lose him like this is something altogether different. I. It's a heavy thing. I. I would not change the choices that have brought us here. I just wish they had turned, had turned out differently. I. I have regrets on that score myself. But Zato is helping. Ultimately, Oleg chose to behave like a foolish, pig-headed man. He was brave and very pig-headed. And 
he never managed to grasp that you had grown beyond someone who still needed his protection. No. If he had been able to see past that worldview, then he would probably still be with us today. It wasn't your fault. No. But... But it makes sense that you'd have regrets. It does not mean that it will not always be my fault on some level. I... I... (laughs) The two of you were my first friends in the green belt and I could wish I'd brought both of you more happiness than it has turned out. On the other hand, we could have both been killed by bandits three, four years ago. Aye, there is that. And I think all these things will get easier in time. So is that the devil's way. Put an arm around your shoulders. Mm-hmm. Which will sort of snug into you a bit. Yeah. And I think at that point just sit with her because yep. there really isn't a lot to be said. Yep. All good? Yep. And then, yes, um, we'll go out and um, borrow to yes, for an hour and go out and do something that gets them both really muddy. <laughs> it's a bit sort of size and especially goodiness because just... <laughs> <laughs> we have to clean them up, you know. <laughs> Kills the fire. <laughs> <laughs> He's got like a little blunted dagger that um, Toby's teaching Tobias us with when he comes over to the house. <laughs> when he comes over to his house for a visit. Nice. And then the last one was a scene with Bryn, but I'd probably like that to take place next month rather than this month because that's probably enough. Yep. Big scenes. Well, I mean, you're, you're um, probably moving into a kingdom turn anyway. Yeah. So I'm happy if you want to do it now, scheduled for later, or we can just leave the game there or whatever. Um, I think probably I, I'm good to leave it there if you're okay with that. Yeah, I'm fine with that, Spinner. That has gotten the um, key aspects. Oh, um, what happens when Tristan tries the monocle, I think, is probably... Uh, right, yes. Uh, he comes out um, looking, if anything, a little miffed, sort of takes the monocle, you know, throws it down slightly across the table. It doesn't work properly anymore. I think you broke it. Or they... it's king activated, possibly? I put it in. I went to sleep. All I got was a sensation of sitting at a table. You said bed, but I got a table. And somebody telling me from behind the back of my neck that I wasn't the destined king. Ah. 
and then she just walked away without another word. Ah. I think. There's clearly invisibility evolution in play. Okay. Like I say, you, you, you broke it. You've wired it to you, and now it thinks you're supposed to be the king. Right. Well, you know, it wasn't on purpose. Mm. <laughs> Regardless, it looks like my expertise with this is going to be of limited value. Well, I'm not really going to put it in again in a hurry, I think, um, but I will hang on to it for the time being. And I will, um, I promise I'll warn everybody before I try talking to her again, given what happened the last time. Yep. So, yes, Kaylin is going to hang on to this. Yep. And leave the door open to potentially try communicating with her again and see what happens. Yep. But he's not going to rush into anything in that regard, given the, um, way it turned out the last time. Given that the last, um, the stable ring that you had kind of wandered off, yeah. are you taking any particularly special precautions with this? Um, yes, I think I will purchase a strong box, put it in, in the strong box and keep it on my personal possession. Right, okay. Which I think I can probably just buy out of the, the strong box out of the kingdom fund generally, but... Yeah, you're talking pistol money here. Yeah. So I have it on my, um, I will um, not... A, a, a box for it is fairly simple. Um, your kingdom funds are not big enough to cover um, buying retardedly awesome blocks for it, because those are actually reasonably expensive. Yeah, t- talk to me about the cost of an awesome block. Uh, so, uh, so your kingdom can buy you an average lock, mm-hmm. which is a you know, basic padlock style of thing. Yeah. Um, which is a... DC 25 to open. Yep. Then you go up to DC 30 and DC 40. So how much is a DC 40? 150 gold for an amazing quality of lock. I will buy that out of the party money given the um, circumstances. Mm -hmm. So I'll just put that on my... um, I've got a little sheet of refill stating that I've got the monocle on it, so I will... And what security precautions I'm taking. Because I figure that's relevant to... um, Whoever may endeavour to steal it. Amazing. Amazing lock, scrolls of the fire trap, secret chest, store on the ethereal plane. Yeah, you know, I'm going with the amazing quality lock. If the um, person involved can steal it off Kaelin's person um, with an amazing quality lock, they deserve to have it. Yeah. The last one, I assume, was just kind of in a box in your house, because you yeah, just sort yeah. of stuffed it somewhere, went back to look for it two months later, and went, ah. Yeah, because I didn't want to use it for anything, and the thing was, at that stage, it was like the sixth item of significance that I picked up, yep. and then just fished out for later, yep. so I kind of assumed they were just kind of sitting around. Yep. I mean, I figured the fake point covers, I wasn't, given you gave me a fake point for it, I figured that covers, I didn't take super precautions. Yes, yeah. Um, but at the same and, time, you know, you, know, you weren't in the area to in the position to do anything about it. Like I didn't know it was going to get nicked, and the thing is, like shit, like the stag lords, um, little little amulets, and so on. I just kind of had yep, yep. in my stuff to recover later, and nobody stole them, so it wasn't relevant. Yep, all makes all sense. Yep. Okay, and yes, so um, basically the conception is that um, the next thing is to have a kingdom turn. Um, talk to Brim about some stuff and mm-hmm. go to Van Holt. Mm-hmm. 
with various agendas in the mind of um, wanting to rebuild Lady Lanai's villa, mm-hmm. start expanding the kingdom again because I've now got control stats which are ridiculously over my control these days and I can't fail any of my kingdom checks except for the one. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I also want to. Um, my goal is to um, rebuild the terrible t- temple of Aristotle so I can get married in it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Well, it's good. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So we'll leave that there then.